You're listening to The Business Marketing Show, episode number 65. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Welcome to The Business Marketing Show. I'm your host, Brendan. I'm here with my co-host, Ed. How are you going today, Ed? Thank you very much, Brendan. Hope you're well. I am well. Are you well? I'm, I'm superb. <laughs> Su- superb. It's nothing to complain about. Well, and who's good. going to listen to me anyway? I know. You don't listen Usually to me if I complain. Usually you to complain about, so that's good. Yeah, but that's in private. And normally, you know, we don't, we don't air our dirty laundry in, in public on this podcast. Oh, really? You should. That would be a good podcast uh, episode. What the dirty laundry, the yeah. dirty laundry podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lordy! So um, we've got some stuff uh, to talk about today, Brendan. That we have done similar episodes of in the past, mm-hmm. but we're sort of doing an, up, an updated version. Mm-hmm. And we, we we did our episode at the beginning of the year. Um, uh, marketing strategies that are working for us in 2017. Yep. In the, but in the past, we've also done some episodes on what we would classify as quick wins. Yep. So, or some marketing quick wins. So we're going to go through and talk about five of those that we are using at the moment that we're finding are really good for getting quick, uh, um, quick response and quick results. And they're so, mostly free. Too. Mostly free, which is good. Free is good. We could really have a clickbait title. We could have five quick wins for getting more customers, more traffic, and more sales in 2017, and you won't believe what number four is. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to have to listen to find out, right? I'll have to listen to, I'll have to, listen to right. our <laughs> podcast to find out. Yeah. Ah, very good. Awesome. Well, let's get cranking. Mm-hmm. What's number one on the list? Reviews. This is not necessarily in order. No, It's just all. it's. It's not in, in any order of importance or what you should do, but just what we've got them in. So well, maybe in the uh, probably an order of easiness or okay amount yeah. of time they take, I guess. Fair enough. All right, let's get into it. Number one, we I think we've talked about these in all sorts of different podcasts before, but uh, we're beating the drum on this one. Online reviews, more reviews, uh, more frequently, longer, better. Uh, yeah, more of them basically. I think most people get this when they go shopping for something online that yep. they look for reviews of products, people, companies. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's an easy one. It's free because uh, it doesn't cost you anything to ask for reviews. Um, and true, so true. Yeah, so probably probably two parts to this. One is making sure you're monitoring your reviews online. Uh, this is a problem we come across pretty regularly where you Google a customer's name, you have a new customer, client come on board, and you Google them, and halfway down the page they have a handful of bad reviews, and it might be like on a, on a site that doesn't get much traction or love. It might be something like Yelp or some other kind of directory Mm. site or something that doesn't get a lot of eyeballs by the business but it has a review so then it has one star in the search results when someone googles the business name which isn't great so 
probably wise to have some sort of system to at least monitor the reviews on a regular basis so you know what's going on. Um, I guess probably at least monthly and the software to do that or you can do that manually and then asking for reviews on a regular basis. So the easiest way to do that is to systemize it, to build it into whatever you're offering. So if that's it's really easy if you're an e-commerce store, have yeah. an automated email go out two to three weeks after the order ships, ask the customer if the order has arrived and uh, ask them for feedback. If that hasn't arrived, get them to reply, ask them to reply to the email. And if it has, ask them for a review of the product and put a link to your Google Maps page or your Facebook page or wherever you want the review to go as well. Um, that's pretty easy for e-commerce. For service businesses, um, probably a bit harder. And I guess in some businesses, there might be some legalities around it. Like in the medical space, you probably need to be aware of what your legals are, what you can and can't legally do before going and asking for a bunch of reviews if you're in some space that's regulated. Yeah. But, yeah, um, finance and law and medicine, typically there's quite a lot of restrictions about yeah. that sort of stuff. So speak to the relevant person or advisor in your industry to find out if it's something you can do. Mm-hmm. And if it is, great, because it's like, as Brendan said, it doesn't cost anything. You're just asking a question. If you don't ask, you don't get. Yep. And uh, it can make a very, very big difference. And people are very used to reviews these days. It's part of our... Mm-hmm. You know, psychology and and social way of being with reviews. Yep, yep, yep. And it's also good to get the feedback, right? Because if you're not doing a good job, especially if you have staff, where you're, if as a business owner or manager, you might not be actively engaged or involved with whatever the the delivery process is, um, or like the fulfillment of those products or services. So it's also a good way to, if you have a system that where that feedback request is happening on autopilot to get it's a good way to kind of take the temperature and keep an eye on what's going on in the business if you're not if you have a bigger business or you're not directly at the coal face yeah and it can dramatically uh, affect your business in either a positive or a negative way and we've had some clients that have come to us that we hadn't been working with and we've got one now actually and they've had all sorts of issues with getting negative reviews and digging deeper, these reviews were not warranted. It was actually created by a disgruntled ex-employee um, and it's caused all sorts of havoc and they've, over the last six months, lost about $200,000 worth of business because of it. Mm-hmm. So, And they were a service business, not an e-commerce um, business. So, yeah, you really, really have to keep on top of that sort of stuff. So... Um, Make sure you get as many positive reviews as you can. And, of course, you know you can't manipulate it. it people are going to give you a review for what they think you deserve. Yep. So you're going to get negative ones as well. We should probably state so that there are companies that you can pay for fake reviews, but that's probably not ideal and it's not really a good long-term play. Like it's, it's better to have – I mean, the web is going to amplify the sentiment about your business. So – you're better off fixing whatever the problem is rather than kind of, you know, you know throw yeah, a rug over yeah. it, sweep the, the dirt under the rug and it's going to come back to bite you in the future. So um, I see this. There are some of the competitors for our clients do do dodgy things with the reviews and you can tell they're fake. They're, they're written in the same format. They use the same style of writing. It's pretty horrible. Um, and it will catch up to them eventually. I mean, Google's not stupid. Customers aren't stupid. And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if, you know, 
it's uh, there's a bunch of positive reviews online. If your service sucks, if they're fake reviews, then your service still sucks. You, at the end of the day, their service still sucks, and people will tell other people. So this is true. It will get around and catch up with you sooner or later. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so to recap, monitor the reviews, get yep. reviews on a regular basis, systemize it so you don't you do it once as a project mm-hmm. to systemize it in the business, and then mm-hmm. you don't have to think about it again. Easy. Yep. Easy peasy. Cool. Very, very cool. That's a very important one. So that's number one. So number two, maps. Yeah. Um, and having a correct map set up, whether it's on Apple or Bing or Google. Mm-hmm. Yep, all three. So those are the places people search. Well, I'm going to add a fourth one in. So Google Maps, Apple Maps, Bing Maps. We'll put the links in the show notes for mm-hmm. how you can go and get your maps listing for yep. each of those. Totally free. Takes about 15 minutes for each one. I would also say that having a listing, even a very basic Facebook page and having the location on there accurate is probably an important one now as well. Um, Definitely. As people use Facebook more and more, people search inside Facebook now. Um, Yeah, and it's just a generally good one to have from an SEO perspective. A Facebook page carries a lot of SEO weight. so. Um, it's probably wise to have the Facebook page set up because uh, they do have maps integrated with a page. And also, fa- people like to put reviews on Facebook business pages as well. So, it's kind of a, a win on multiple fronts there where people might not have a Google account or Gmail account so they can't put a review easily on your Google Maps page. But it's more than likely people have a Facebook account. Um, so, they yeah. put a review there. And the Facebook page shows up in the search results. So the star rating with the reviews shows up in the search results. And there's a whole bunch of other kind of like second and third order um, consequences of having that page, I guess, or benefits. Awesome. So what about people, because we get asked this question a lot, what if you are a business that does not have a physical presence? uh, Are there still advantages to having a map listing if you're mobile or a consultant of some type where you don't see clients at your office. Yes, and you can click that on the box inside. You can do it in Google Maps. And yep. the other map services have some variation of that where there's a box. I think the the text is we deliver services to at the customer's location or something like that and it hides yeah, the address. Exactly, yep. So it just has a map there. I'm sure people listening have seen some vari- variation of this where they Google a business and in Google the map shows up but it has kind of like a, an overlay, a, a service area thing. So that's that type of business. Yeah. Well, it's called a service area business in, in Google Maps that's jargon. So um, yeah. absolutely. And it's also good just to have um, – have that extra real estate taken up in the search results because quite often, as we both know, like a lot of business names have generic words in them like John's Plumbing Service or something like that and that's going to trigger a whole bunch of ads to show when someone Googles that business name. So, um, having that Google Maps listing takes up more real estate in the search results so um, you're getting more, I guess, coverage and more space, eyeball space in front of customers. Yeah. Too true, absolutely. And, yeah, it's a lot of people that we speak with, they may work from home or have some sort of scenario so they don't want people turning up uh, on on your doorstep or whatever randomly just by following the, the map, which which could happen. Uh, so, yeah, you want to make sure you, you still get the benefits of the map listing without necessarily having people turning up. 
So that is a good way of doing it. So fantastic. So maps, number two. Yep, nice and easy. Again, free and probably total an hour of time, I guess. Yeah, yep. cool. Cool. Number three, one we talk about all the time and we'll continue to talk about all the time because people still don't get it, so we will make sure we do our bit so that they do. And that is fast hosting. Mm-hmm. Fast fast and reliable, but yep. fast is probably the first. Um, as, as long as they're reliable within normal sort of standards of reliability, that's you can get away with it. But you certainly want to have something that's not, you know, falling over all the time and breaking. So, but fast hosting is the is the main one. Yeah, fast loading website and reliable website, and also reliable emails. So, okay, for so an easy way to test the website speed, go to the website tool. So t o o l s dot pingdom p i n g d o m dot com, and stick your web address in there. And it needs to load in under five seconds. So if it's more than five seconds in that pingdom tester do it a few times so you get a good average of the speed because one of them might be fast and one you know if the speed's variable if the server's under load you might get a few different uh speed times or load times so do two or three tests and see what it's loading in yeah Um, yeah different times of the day as well yep uh and then the reliable email we've talked about a lot i mean email is now a mission critical function for most businesses if email's down for a day that pretty much means that half the business doesn't work properly um, yeah. Staff are communicating via email. Customers are communi- communicating via email. So, um, yeah, you need really need a business grade email solution. Office three sixty five, Google Apps, Zoho Mail, something that's not cheap and cheerful. I guess. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely. But the thing is, right? Uh, I mean, I still look at something like Google uh, Suites or G Suite as they call it these days. And it's like even if you're paying for the top one, it's ten bucks a month per user. That it doesn't get any more cheap and cheerful than that in my book. I mean, that's in terms of having a, a completely set up, dedicated server that you're running and paying an IT guy or person to look after. Bloody hell! I mean, that's crazy cheap. Yeah, I mean, there's no, I mean, there's no comparison. Like an IT guy is going to, to talk to an IT guy is going to cost you 150 bucks an hour. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's no comparison. But I think people, because Gmail's free and all these other things are free, Hotmail's free, uh, some small business owners are quite a, well, the market's kind of been trained to think that email is free and then therefore they don't place any value on it. Whereas the thing is, it's, you know, it's still a service. It's a business service. You don't expect other things for free in your business. Um, mm. And to get it, you know, that's fine. If your personal Gmail's down for half a day, that's not really going to hurt you too much. But, Business email is a totally different story. I mean, it's just like having the phones not working for a day. So, yeah, yeah, and I, I can definitely say, uh, moving across to that type of email system was one of the better things we ever did because we always used to have some type of email issue uh, that we just don't have anymore uh, with, with the email that we're using that was connected directly through our hosting, and it was just not reliable. Um, we'd have issues of filling up or oh, no, all sorts of things would go yeah. wrong. You should so never have the issue that mailboxes fall. That's just a crazy nah, problem yeah. to have. And it's funny because people it, it, people don't think that you know a, a sole a, one single staff member costs you at a minimum like an entry level admin person is costing you twenty to thirty dollars an hour. So if they can't access email for one hour of the month, you've already lost twenty or thirty bucks. So 
to have ten dollars per month per mailbox is nothing in comparison to what staff costs are. And people don't kind of get that. It's like the argument for fast internet. You know, people you have businesses that kind of balk at spending an extra fifty bucks a month on the best internet access, but if you have a whole bunch of people sitting around using that internet and that makes them twenty percent faster, that's uh, some serious output gains in mm. there for a little bit extra a month. So I think it's important to take that into account. That um, yeah, what the you're going to have to spend money on technology, but the impact of that on HR costs and efficiency and things like that is a huge win. So absolutely, and, yeah. and I mean, you know, your email basically shouldn't be down if you're if you're listening and you have regular problems with email mailboxes being full or being down, or you know, if this is like a weekly or even monthly occurrence, it's an indication that something is wrong and it's time to upgrade. So too true. All right. Next, so that was number three. So uh, we are going on to uh, having a page of content for every product and service, which we have mentioned before and we'll mention again, <laughs> but we are mentioning it now. Yeah, easy, It right? seems very obvious. It seems so obvious, right? It's, it you, so you look obvious. at it and you go, yeah, but no one seems to really do that mm-hmm. as much as they should. There are people, obviously, there's people doing it, people who get it, websites that are doing that, but Google ranks pages, not websites. So if yeah, I mean, if it's not listed, people can't buy it for starters. So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, the the general, the I guess, I guess businesses have been trained around keywords. If you talk to a business owner about SEO, the first thing they start thinking about is keywords or asking about keywords, which is a very outdated approach. We don't sell keywords. We sell products and services. So, the first step yeah. in the chain to selling anything to someone on the internet is actually having the page to tell them about it. So, um yeah, I mean, we've kind of done that to death. Product a page for every product and service that you sell, and the homepage doesn't count. So, pretty simple. Yep. And a page for every location as well. So the contact us page is not a catch-all for those. So you need a page if you have five locations. You need a page for each one. So five service areas or, or whatever. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Very good advice and very simple. When you actually break it down, that's. Um, if people just start focusing on that, they'll see that their competitors are not doing it. So, Yeah, uh, and I- probably just to add a bit to that is having, because I think people struggle when there's a blank page in front of them, but having, I mean, you're already talking to people selling this thing, so the same conversation you're having with customers is probably the content that needs to be on the page. And then secondary to that, having everything on that page that people need to know in order to buy is another thing we do for customers as well so if the next step when they're ready to buy is to to send an email or send a contact that page needs a contact form or if it's request a quote that page needs a request a quote form basically they should be able to buy that product or service or do whatever the next step is on that page directly as opposed to having to click through the website and find out from five other pages all the information they need to know before buying and that's um that's similar with e-commerce. That's one thing we do with our e-commerce customers is on the product pages, we have the shipping information, we have the payment information, we have the warranty information. And if they have any more, if they have extra questions, then it has instructions on how to ask questions as well, whether that's call, email, talk on live chat, something like that. But they should, yep. it's, it's basic like sales kind of, 101 stuff but most people don't think about that if someone has to click around all through the website to find out shipping information then that's not really the best user experience for them so no too true surprise surprise having that information on the page will also help it rank higher so 
Easy. Excellent. So last but not least is um, the ability to book, buy, um, whatever. Whatever it is you want them to do. <laughs> Online. Online, yeah. I think Take it away. Yeah, I mean, taking the first – self-service, right? Everybody wants to – there's people on your website 24-7, so it's crazy not to give them the ability to schedule an appointment, buy whatever it is, book whatever it is. Whatever it is, the next action they need to take is let them do it on the website. They shouldn't have to wait. If they're browsing, if you're a doctor or medical professional, someone's browsing your website at 10 p.m. at night, they shouldn't have to wait until 9 a.m. the next day to call you or get a response. If they want to book an appointment, they should be able to go to the website and book an appointment directly and have a confirmed appointment the same as if they had spoken to you over the phone. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, and you can and there's lots of different add-on services. Um, you know, some of the major ones in that, like for that particular industry, something like um, Health Engine, where they can you know connect and do all their bookings directly through through that. Um, or the one that you've talked about a lot before for people who have you know accommodation or hotels, little hotelier. That's a great one. Yeah. So lots, lots of great. If it's, even if it's like call in, they if they need to schedule up. So one thing, I mean, we both talk to customers before they or clients before they buy, and I'm not sure if you use the same one, but uh, so Calendly is the tool that we use uh, to schedule consult calls with customers. So um, yeah, I use HubSpot Sales, so that's the one I use. Basically, the same thing. It's just yep. connects to your calendar. They've got different. Uh, Options of when they can book you, how they can book you, whether it's a you know it could be a thirty minute consultation, it could be one in person on Skype. You get all sorts of different options you can have that you want to funnel the person who's booking, uh, who wants to talk to you into that particular funnel. And typically, how people are doing that sort of thing, and you've done it in the past, and so have I, is you play the either telephone tag or email tag back and forth. Um, I can do this time. Can you do that time? No, I can't do that day. Can you do that? And it's like it's so time-wasting and painful and always open to making mistakes about the dates you put down. Whereas if you use a system that automatically shows the availability of when you can be booked and times you've been already been booked so there's no confusion and it's connected to your calendar, that is such a time-saving thing to do and it just makes life so much easier. Um, and it makes it easier for you. Not only does it make it easier for you, it makes it easier for the potential client or customer or have whatever the scenario is uh, just to get it straight away. And obviously, you're finding the same. Yep, exactly. And, uh, you, you know, you get the, the classic pushback from small business owners that people don't – they have this concern that people don't want to do it online, but everybody books flights online. Everybody books hotels online. There's even stories where people are buying private jets through buy online buttons on the website. You know, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people want – it's it, self-service. It's the, the website runs 24-7 and it's crazy. It's like a salesperson there. That's crazy that you don't take advantage of it. And most – like the the classic one we have is the medical practice just by adding the – the ability to actually schedule a real appointment through the website usually increases bookings by around 30% just straight out of the gate. So, 
There's mm. no, you know, we don't need to rank any higher. We don't need to spend any more on ads. We just add that functionality and it's an immediate 30% increase in business, which is really, yeah. for the, the cost of it, most of the time, it's an add-on to their existing patient management software, for example. So, it's not even a huge extra spend. And no. It's really simple to do. And then they save money as well because, you know, they don't have people, they don't have as many calls coming through because people are booking themselves and that sort of thing. So... I mean, it's like the self-service checkouts when you go to the supermarket. Some people still want to go and go through the normal checkout, but a whole bunch of people want to go through the self-service section. So, yeah, and and soon with the advances of companies like you know, the Amazon are using, where you you just walk in, put the stuff in your shopping um, basket, it automatically knows what you've what you've taken, uh, and then you walk out. It's completely cashless. You don't have to go through a register. It just knows. And then the second you've walked out the store, because it all works on near-field communication, you get a an email or a SMS saying, this is what you've just purchased. It's in your shop. You know, this is how much we've just charged you from Apple Pay or whatever. So, yeah, people are getting more and more conditioned. It's not 1997 anymore, folks. You know, people use their credit cards. They buy things. Uh, so, whether you like it or not, it's just the way it is. It's the way it's going and it's going to get more and more so. So, yep. if you're not giving your potential customers or clients the option to do that, you're missing out on a huge part of your income that could be derived automatically from just having that, like Brendan said before. Yeah, even like live chat, I think people are now trying to use live chat instead of calling. So for even those traditional businesses that wouldn't think, we've talked before that you had a travel agent client that implemented live chat. Like that's not a business that you'd think traditionally for people that would use live chat. But again, like... People are trying to. People are sitting there doing five things at once, and they have the live chat session open while they're watching TV or something. So, like, yep, customers yep. are doing so many things. Again, it's, and it's ridiculous. It's so cheap. Like, I mean, you're talking twenty bucks, twenty five dollars a month per user for the live chat. You know, if you're first staff member, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, whoever is dealing with the inquiries, if you have a team of ten, then you're going to pay two hundred fifty bucks. But you know, that one, this particular client, it paid for itself. For years down the track, from the within the first day using it, they, they got a booking straight off live chat for it. So it's yeah, it's all all tools that pay for themselves, and you shouldn't look at them. Uh, and uh, this is really weird. Um, a message just popped through from that very client as I'm sitting here talking to you. Is how <laughs> I kid you not. That's really really weird. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so. Use the tools that are there to enable you to give a more efficient, seamless, uh, pleasant experience for your customers that saves you time and ends up saving you lots of money. So very good point number five. Cool. That's it. That's pretty simple. All that stuff I think pretty much was mostly free. Um, probably the hosting one. I mean, we talked about some dollars there, but people, most people are already spending money on hosting, so I don't think that's... You know, people yeah, aren't expecting hosting for free. So, but the yeah, other... free or, or low cost. It's not like you know a lot of the things we're talking about. You may pay, you may spend ten, twenty, thirty bucks a month to implement, and it's an ongoing software as a service product. So, yeah, but in the scheme of things, it's not very much for what it can actually save you in terms of uh, output and time and you know staff members' time. It's yeah, it's an absolute no brainer. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Cool. Mm. Awesome. That was probably one of our shorter podcasts. So 
people will be saying, thank God they've, they've finished early for change. <laughs> All right, dude. Thank you very much, Mr. Brendan. Cool. Thanks, mate. Catch you Great next episode as usual. And uh, thank you for listening. And we will catch you on the next episode. Bye for now. You've been listening to The Business Marketing Show. You can find us at businessmarketingshow.com on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher.